Hello and welcome to the Zero to Finals podcast. My name is Tom and in this episode I'm going to be talking to you about myeloproliferative disorders. And you can find written notes on this topic at zerotofinals.com slash myeloproliferative disorders or in the hematology section of the Zero to Finals medicine book. So let's get straight into it. Myeloproliferative disorders involve uncontrolled proliferation of a single type of stem cell. They're considered a form of cancer occurring in the bone marrow, although they tend to develop and progress slowly. They have the potential to transform into acute myeloid leukemia. The myeloproliferative disorders to remember are primary myelofibrosis, polycythemia vera, and essential thrombocythemia. For primary myelofibrosis, the proliferating cell line is the hematopoietic stem cells and the blood findings are low hemoglobin, a high or low white blood cell count, and a high or low platelet count. For polycythemia vera, the proliferating cell line is the erythroid cells and the blood finding is a high or raised haemoglobin. For essential thrombocythemia, the proliferating cell line is the megakaryocyte line, and the blood finding is a high platelet count. These conditions are associated with mutations in certain genes, the JAK2 gene, the MPL gene, and the CALR gene. A tom tip for you, the mutation to remember is JAK2. Treatment might involve JAK2 inhibitors such as roxolitinib. So let's talk in more detail about myelofibrosis. Myelofibrosis can result from primary myelofibrosis, polycythemia vera or essential thrombocythemia. Myelofibrosis is where the proliferating cell line leads to bone marrow fibrosis, where the bone marrow is replaced by scar tissue. This is in response to cytokines released from the proliferating cells. One particular cytokine is fibroblast growth factor. Fibrosis affects the production of blood cells and can lead to a low hemoglobin or anemia, low white blood cells or leukopenia, and low platelets, or thrombocytopenia. When the bone marrow is replaced by scar tissue, the production of blood cells, or hematopoiesis, starts to happen in other areas, and this is known as extramedullary hematopoiesis. Production of blood cells in the liver and the spleen causes hepatomegaly, or a large liver, splenomegaly, or a large spleen, and portal hypertension, or raised blood pressure in the portal system. When it occurs around the spine, it can cause spinal cord compression. A blood film in myelofibrosis can show teardrop-shaped red blood cells, anisocytosis, which is varying sizes of the red blood cells, and blasts, which are immature red or white blood cells. Let's talk about the presentation. Initially, myeloproliferative disorders may be asymptomatic 
or have no symptoms. They can present with non-specific symptoms of fatigue, weight loss, night sweats and fever. There may be signs and symptoms of underlying complications such as anemia where there'll be tiredness, shortness of breath and dizziness, splenomegaly which may present with abdominal pain, portal hypertension may present with ascites, varices and abdominal pain, low platelets may present with bleeding and petechiae or non-blanching lesions under the skin, raised hemoglobin might present with itching, headaches and a red face, low white blood cells can present with infections and gout can be a complication of polycythemia. Thrombosis or blood clots is a common complication of polycythemia and thrombocythemia or raised platelet count leading to myocardial infarction, stroke or venous thromboembolism for example DVTs and PEs. Clinical signs of polycythemia or raised haemoglobin include a ruddy complexion or a red face, conjunctival plethora which is the opposite of conjunctival pallor so under the eyelid it's particularly red, splenomegaly and hypertension. Next let's talk about the diagnosis. A bone marrow biopsy is required to confirm the diagnosis. Bone marrow aspiration may be dry with myelofibrosis as the bone marrow has turned to scar tissue that means when you're trying to aspirate fluid from the bone marrow there's no fluid there. Testing for the JAK2, MPL and CALR genes can help with diagnosis and management. Finally let's talk about management. Management of primary myelofibrosis may involve no active treatment for mild disease with minimal symptoms, supportive management of complications such as anemia, splenomegaly and portal hypertension, chemotherapy, for example hydroxycarbamide to help control the disease, targeted therapies such as JAK2 inhibitors such as roxolitinib and allogeneic stem cell transplantation which is risky but potentially curative. Management of polycythemia vera may involve venesection which involves regularly taking some of the blood away to keep the haemoglobin in the normal range, aspirin to reduce the risk of thrombus formation and chemotherapy typically hydroxycarbamide to help control the disease. Management of essential thrombocythemia may involve aspirin to reduce the risk of thrombus formation, chemotherapy typically with hydroxycarbamide to help control the disease and anagrolide which is a specialist platelet lowering agent. So thanks for listening to this episode on myeloproliferative disorders. As always a big thank you to Harry Watchman for perfectly editing the podcast. And I hope you join us for the next episode, which will be on myelodysplastic syndrome.